Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Living on Rocky Top. I'm Karsten Hoagland. And I'm Ali LaRosa. Here with us today is Colin Zimmer, a sophomore who has spent his time so far on campus handing out candy canes in an elf costume. While many of you know him as a UTK elf, today he will be discussing the mental health club, Sources of Strength, that he founded. Thank you so much for being here. No problem. Thanks for inviting me. Of course. I appreciate it. So tell us a little bit about yourself um, before we dive in, where you're from, what's your major, all of that. Yeah, definitely. So I'm a sophomore business management major with a psychology and social entrepreneurship minor. Okay. Um, I'm from outside of Lansing, Georgia, uh, Marietta, to be more specific. Um, So yeah, that's kind of where I'm from. I grew up in the suburbs of Atlanta kind of northwest-ish. Um, yeah, and I just came to Knoxville because I fell in love with the place. I loved everything about Knoxville. I wanted to get out of the state and go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. And so Knoxville was my home sweet home. What was your, what drew you to Knoxville? What drew me to Knoxville? Well, I love the volunteering spirit. Yeah. That's probably one of the biggest things is that they love to volunteer um, in multiple ways. And I love volunteering. I love getting outside into the community and just helping people. So, and volunteering is kind of the whole whole goal of this campus, which I have fallen in love with. And I think I've fallen in love with it even more coming to school, so. And you mentioned you volunteer. Where do you volunteer at? Um, so, I go to the YWC a lot, but also one of my jobs on campus is being an ambassador okay. for the Jones Center. And the Jones Center kind of leads the whole volunteering initiative on campus. Okay. Um, so I'm constantly emailing volunteering partners, community partners, back and forth, trying to organize something new that we can get students to. So I do a ton of that. I do a ton of leading them. So I drive students to go volunteer someplace. And I've been to like 16 them volunteering places just because I love getting to know the community and just getting to know people. So I've been to places like The Bottom, which is a black-owned bookstore, which is awesome. Um, I have an apprenticeship at Muse which is a children's science museum. Mm -hmm. And that started off as a volunteering before I was hired. Okay. Um, So I just love meeting new community partners, emailing them, getting to know them, um, and just seeing what good they do for the community and see what I can help with, so. That's really cool. It seems like the reoccurring theme on Lemire and Rocky Top recently has been um, networking. Right, and And it's so important, especially to get out in the community and do what you love and you love volunteering and getting to know people so that's true networking is a it's something that i i do just because i talk to everyone i get to know everyone and i just really want to see what they do good in the community and then get to know them better Um, right so i I love doing that love getting to know people that's awesome that's a really good skill to have right so on the note of volunteering you are the tk elf Yep. Can you tell us a little bit about that before we get into your club? And the story behind and that. And everything. Uh, yeah, definitely. I'll go into the elf a little bit. <laughs> okay. Um, so it started off when I was a senior in high school. And when I was a senior in high school, I helped out with this thing called Shop with a Trojan. It's, a, it's a, this big event my school does to go shop with kids in need, families in need. Um, you kind of get this whole team together, you fundraise money, and then you just shop with the family. But you shop with the kids specifically, for the entire family. So the story I kind of tell people is at this event, Santa couldn't make it. So Santa was sick. Mm -hmm. He just, he was under the weather. Um, So he invited one of his elves to come. 
And then, then that's when I kind of showed off the elf outfit for the first time, um, was that event. And I went around, I hugged everyone, I hugged all the kids, hugged my friends. Um, and that was kind of the start of people knowing the elf outfit existed, and people kind of, I guess, ate it up uh-huh. really fast. <laughs> they did, yeah. Um, <laughs> like even the high school people ate, ate it up really fast. Then I went back home that night, and went back to the drawing board, I was like, what can I do more with this elf outfit? Mm-hmm. And so I decided to put the elf outfit on, buy 600 candy canes, and then we bring sure the- that had to be expensive. <laughs> yeah. I actually don't know how much it was. <laughs> I, it was just one of those like spontaneous things. Uh-huh. I did not care what price it was. I just wanted to target, buy it as any candy canes I saw. So, That's awesome. Um, and just buy my big speaker to school and just blasted music and give away candy canes all week. Um, this was finals week, so I was like, people need some joy. Yeah, stressful, um, yeah. For sure. So I did that, and people loved it. Pe- people were, were sending me pictures on Snapchat of me being found in random places. That's awesome. Um, so I would walk, like, I would be walking home from school, and some, so I would get a snap of me walking home from school. Um, but yeah, people loved it. People enjoyed it. My principal ate it up probably the <laughs> most out of everyone. He encouraged the whole thing. Um, that's he, good to have a support system yeah, like that. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. He made me do the elf, not made me, asked me to do the elf dance in the middle of the atrium that we have. Of him like in the mail room. Doing oh, uh-huh. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I did that and that ended up on TikTok. <laughs> that's hilarious. Um, yeah, and then a year from that, a year later, college came. Mm-hmm. It was always in the back of my mind that I wanted to introduce that to college. Yeah. But I was kind of afraid to. Because um, now we're talking 30,000 people. Right. And Big difference. That's way too many people. Um, but then that Thursday, that Thursday came along before I started. So this was like December 1st mm-hmm. or something like that. Um, and I went to this Christmas party. Yeah. And this Christmas party, I put the elf outfit on because no one's going to judge me at a Christmas party. Right. right. It's like what um, you wear. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I put it on and then all those memories came back. Um, and I was like, I have to do it now. I have to. I can't back down. Um, so Sunday came and I spontaneously bought a thousand candy canes from Target. Wow. And that was like uh, I like 11 p.m. For some reason, all the Targets closed at midnight, like the week <laughs> bef- like a few weeks before Christmas. Um, so I got the candy canes and woke up Monday morning with a big bag full of candy canes and elf outfits so now I'm just walking around with this bag my backpack and an elf outfit on and I'm trying to stay as under the weather like uh, under as you can like mm-hmm. don't look at me type of type of situation right. but, I mean it's nerve-wracking yeah, right. like, yeah. like I don't want to do I really want to do this I thought to myself that day um so I went to the CSE I took a solid nap probably 20 minutes <laughs> um, probably had a lot of parents looking at me from tours mm-hmm. but it's okay power naps they uh, help us naps. yeah so. and i woke up I, I was ready i was ready i was energized so i went to the bottom of the hill and just started giving one kidney cane out to every like 10 people and all of a sudden i ran out of kidney canes <laughs> and i'm like what did i do <laughs> um i started seeing myself on yik yak started seeing myself all over social media mm-hmm. And then on that Wednesday, the UT t- Knoxville interns came out. At this point, I had bought about 3,000 candy canes. Mm-hmm. 
they came out and they um, they wanted to do a TikTok with me, which was kind of funny. I did not see that coming. So the UT Knoxville interns came out and they told me to do something. So I fell across the road, uh, as one does. Um, and after that is when my TikTok fame started to blow up, where I got a lot of people knowing me on TikTok. Mm -hmm. And then Max Thompson, which is that he does interviews on campus. Mm -hmm. Shameless Cloud Chaser. Shameless yep. Cloud Chaser. Um, he got noticed of me because he got tagged like 25 times in the comments. Mm -hmm. So then we started talking a little bit. And then we did an interview on Thursday afternoon, I do believe. This was, I was at about 5,000 candy canes at this point. And um, he, we did an interview. I kind of just introduced myself to everyone and just told people why I was dressed like an elf outfit, <laughs> like an elf. Um, then on Friday, he started a fundraising, a um, GoFundMe for me that raised $1,100 in 24 four hours. Um, that weekend went by, I went to the strip, got hugged by a bunch of drunk people. <laughs> um, drunk guys love hugs is one thing I've yep. learned. Um, that's just one thing that I've just noticed. As, as a psych minor, I was like, <laughs> a lot of drunk guys are hugging me. <laughs> Um, <laughs> so that was, that was fun. Uh, drunk people like candy canes too, so that works out. <laughs> I, yeah. I bet. Um, probably not what they expect to see at two in the morning. Um, and then just <laughs> over the course of that, I did more in TikToks with Max. Mm -hmm. Um, he went to go buy candy canes with me and he made a little clock film of that. Um, and he really just started blowing up all over the place. Yeah. And that's kind of the whole story of the elf as concise as I can make it. <laughs> Um, I dressed up two more times as a kibbe for Valentine's Day and an Easter bunny for um, Easter. So you you did Care Bear for Valentine's I did. Bunny for Easter. What are you going to do for Halloween? <laughs> that, that's a big question. Uh-huh. Um, so right now I have nothing planned. Okay. And the reason I have nothing planned is because it is so close to Halloween, so close to Christmas, mm -hmm. that I want to promote all new Christmas. Because okay. the Christmas is kind of the, the main thing that I really want to uh, do as much as I can for. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, like, what's Thanksgiving? Like, just skip that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Someone told me just like a turkey one time. Um, <laughs> if I get a solid source of funding, I might move to Halloween. Mm -hmm. But right now, trying to work on how to get funding is mm -hmm. the kind of, I have to prepare like, four months in advance yeah. to figure out right. how I can potentially do this. Right. Um, and you have your club to manage. Yeah, and I have yeah. a club to manage as well. Um, but right now, I want to go bigger for Christmas is kind of the idea. Yeah. So instead of doing Halloween, I'm just going to do more for Christmas. So the goal is to start December 1st this year and get over 10,000 candy cans. Wow. Last year was 8,000. So I'm trying to probably grow three, 4,000 more um, and just start earlier is kind of my goal behind it. Which I bet you can do. Yeah. Very easily. I'm trying. Yeah. It's a struggle. You, you got a big you got a big following. You have TikTok yeah. now, you have your Instagram and everybody here loves you and we it just appreciates it almost brings like the childhood back into the adulthood. Yeah, that's true. I agree. It's just like the little things and during the holidays and during exam week, like seeing a candy cane's like, Yeah, I'll take it. Mm -hmm. Like <laughs> I'll do it. Yeah. Yeah. I want to my last resort is going to be crowdfunding it. But right now, I'm trying to see if I can get partnerships, sponsorships, people who probably have a little more money than college students. Mm -hmm. Right. Because um, I want to be able to provide that for the college students.
yeah and not not have it something they paid for uh, but if that it does come to that people have told me that they'll pay they'll donate uh, but i do want to see if i can find other avenues before that yeah right that's awesome so yeah. while doing all of this you also manage your club i do can you go into that i would love to this is this is an interesting story um so it's called source of strength mm -hmm. It is a strength-based mental health awareness group. It's all about preventive mental health awareness. Um, so we kind of move more upstream. If you kind of view it as a stream, there's the people who need the desperate help, kind of like, um, like once they attempt or they go through something really bad, you need to help them in that way. Then there's the crisis hotline, which does the preventive mental health. And as we move more up, they do, they do the intervention mental health. And then as you move more upstream is the preventive mental health. And then that's when we come to play. So we're all, all about preventive mental health and just trying to almost give people a reason to live before they get into a crisis. It's kind of our mission at its root. So Source of Strength is an international program. So there's 7,000 chapters in the United States and Canada. Oh, wow. Um, in middle and high school. Um, but there's only seven college chapters. And then before that, before we existed, there were five states without a chapter, and Tennessee was one of those. So when we came into Tennessee, we were coming in as we're new to the college level. There was only seven of us. We're completely new to the whole state of Tennessee. Um, then the other third thing that we kind of did was we're the first chapter to start as a grassroots campaign. So most of the chapters go from counselors and down or administration down where we're going from students and up. So we are going at this in a whole nother way that um, nationals had no idea even could happen. Um, so now we exist, we start on September 28th of 2022. Yeah, 2022. And we came in in a very interesting area of just with national stat, with Tennessee stats, um, but we, we still, once I got the go-ahead from Nationals to start the club unofficially because we couldn't afford to mm -hmm. pay them anything, um, they, I started the club within probably five days of getting that email. It's like, let's go. Um, so I started the club. September 20th came along, got 10 people, and then we started preparing for the first recruiting events, I guess, mm -hmm. the big thing, big campaign that we're going to do. Mm -hmm. And we called it We Are Sources Strength Week. So Sources Strength Week, uh, the We Are Sources Strength Week was kind of just this first, like going in with a bang is kind of how I viewed it. Right. Um, it took us about a month to plan it because we wanted to make this something that we can get our name out and kind of just introduce who we are to, the to as many people as possible. So during this week, we gave people stress balls. And the big thing we did is we chalked the Sources Strength wheel around the statue. Mm -hmm. So some background on that. So the whole, kind of the whole club is kind of based on this wheel called the Sources of Strength Wheel. Um, it's like eight different sources of strength that is kind of the whole basis of the club. So there's strength like mental health, physical health, but there's also ones like spirituality, mentors, positive friends. So it's kind of just different ways you can hone in on different strengths to build yourself up and build other people up. And that's kind of the whole basis of the club. So everything we do is honing onto one of those or two of them um, strengths 
and then we do something with it. Um, just like um, we just did a wellness hike with a canoe and hiking club. That would be physical health and healthy activities. So just kind of things like that. That's kind of how we do. And everything we do is kind of based on that mindset of how can we hit on these sources of strengths. But yeah, so we are Source of Strength Week. We chalk the whole circle around um, that the world winds of opportunity on campus. Um, and that was, I don't know how we got that done. Um, till this day, I talked to the people who did that with me and we're, we're like, we don't know how we did that. It's never, crazy adrenaline happens. <laughs> right. Um, made, made us get that done. Um, and then we made it kind of interactive where we had these posters where you can kind of write what strengths, how you find strength in each strength. So like positive friends might be my friend Mia. Mm-hmm. Or uh, my girlfriend Holly might be positive friends, physical health, mental health, all of them. But um, that's kind of just um, the way that the club is set up and kind of the first campaign that we did, which happened at the end of October. So we didn't start doing anything until October 24th. So I kind of consider that the start of us actually being on campus because mm-hmm. that's when we did something. So now October 24th, so we had about two months to kind of see what we can do on campus before we go into break. So we, so one of the most popular things that we did uh, was during Thanksgiving. Mm-hmm. This thing, we, so we did a thankfulness campaign, which we wrote thank you cards to Vol Dining, Facility Services, and bus drivers, any, anyone that people can think of. Yeah. So we did that at the, around Thanksgiving time, and we had about 300 cards wrote in the library during that week. Day oh, like wow. three days. Wow. Uh, so 300 people came and wrote a thank you card. And then I also got Delta Zeta to help me out. And they wrote 500 thank you cards themselves. Awesome. And a lot of them were just like positive affirmations, like yeah. you are awesome, which is something that we need. So now we have the like really long, actual, like well-written cards. Yeah. And also what Delta Zeta gave us, which is awesome. I mean, and you we have, have other students we have both. I know, yeah. Getting so, sororities yeah. involved, that's really cool. So that was really cool that we got the sororities involved. Yeah. At, at least one sorority. That was a good start. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then I after love that, a collab. Yeah. I know. It, so. it, it was really cool. I, I love collaboration. I think collaboration can be really powerful. Mm-hmm. Um, so a lot of what I do is trying to find those collaborations. Uh, not only for myself, but to get their name out to or get them to do something else. Yeah. Uh, like the Canoe and Hiking Club. I love to help. We... It's a win-win. The collaboration right. is a win-win yeah. in every way. Yeah. Um, you might recruit new members for yourself, and you might recruit. I might be able to recruit new members too. So. Right. And you learn something, and they learn something exactly. at the same time. And you yeah. learn there's a new organization on campus you didn't know even existed, uh, which is really cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah. So that went super well. But so on that Monday, it was right before Thanksgiving break. We ended up, we we went to about 35 different places and handed out the thank you cards. Mm-hmm. Um, so one thing that we have agreed with as kind of an officer team, a leadership team, is we wanted to hand the cards out in person instead of just giving it to HR. Yeah. Because um, we wanted to be able to have that personal interaction right. and just know they get the card. Right. So for the dining halls, we just gave it to HR because that's just too many. There's too, way too, many, there's, there's too many yeah. people. So for Stokely and uh, Rocky Top, we just HR took all of mm-hmm. them. Facility services, there's way too many branches of that, so we just gave it to um, HR. But then with like the pod markets, Southern Kitchen, Maples, 
uh, all the bus drivers, mm -hmm. Hodges, anything in between. Um, we actually went, went to go try and find them. Yeah. Um, so that was awesome. Mm -hmm. That was awesome. We got free meals at, free meal at Maples because of it. Um, and it was just a really awesome experience. Yeah. Um, so that's kind of what we did for the first semester for the most part. Um, but then I'll fast forward some, some time. Um, we did a first day of class in, we did some with the Salvation Army and then before we left for December break. Okay. Uh, it was an internal event that we did uh, where we went to go shop for an angel, mm -hmm. which means you get a random angel that is like a kid who needs help and then you go shop for the kid. Um, so it, that was awesome. Yeah. There, was, there was about six of us who uh, donated into it, and then we kind of just went shopping and got fun stuff for the kid. Uh, it totally kind of tells you what, what she likes. So we got like a Barbie house. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Uh, so it was, it was yeah. a lot of fun. It was a fun internal event and something nice to do right before Christmas came. Um, so that was fun. Right. Well, yeah. sounds like you've done a lot. Yeah. Yeah. The, and just, you've only... uh, just a little over a year. Yeah. Yeah. It gets even, it gets even crazier. <laughs> so you're busy, busy. You're constantly yeah. going, going. Yep. Yep. That. It, it's a, it's, it was, it's interesting. Cause, yeah. um, as we keep moving along, you'll see that we keep more people keep seeing us from campus, mm. from the community. And that comes, something happens in like May. That's kind of the whole like changing point of our club. Mm -hmm. So in May, uh, well, I guess the best way to start at the, I guess like the start of spring semester, Haley Goad, which was a UT alumni, mm -hmm. uh, she was a UT student at this point. Uh, she works at the crisis center called Contact Listens. And she came to speak to our club and kind of just introduced who she was to the club. Um, it was like right before some break or something. Um, and she introduced herself and kind of just talked about what Contact does. And they, they are the national hotline backup. They have the texting. Um, and it's a super good, super awesome organization. Mm -hmm. But what I didn't know was Haley was kind of being a little spy in a way. So everything that we did as an organization, mm -hmm. she told the other people in contact. Oh, it was like a higher up? Yeah, so yeah. like a higher up. So like Haley is the operations manager. So she would go back and tell the director, the um, operations manager, the outreach director. She would just kind of go and tell everyone else that worked in her office, just kind of that we exist and what we were doing on yeah. campus. So in May, we signed up, we got the opportunity to host a water station for a 5K that Contact hosted. Oh, awesome. Um, so we were the only water station, and we showed up. We have a little table, um, and we're just kind of walking around. And then um, his name's Scott. He looks over at me, and he works with Contact. Uh, Scott, um, I walk up to him and just, like, introduce myself, as mm -hmm. I probably do. Uh, but he knew my name before I knew who, who he was. So he knew me as Colin. Um, I probably, I don't even think I introduced him myself. I probably walked up and he was like, what? Hi, Colin. I was like, oh, huh? I mean, you're a celebrity, so <laughs> I was like, I'm, I'm not surprised. I know, it's like, I'm like partially shocked, but like, yeah. <laughs> I was still like shocked that someone in the community knew who I was. And then he introduced himself as like the outreach director. Um, he's kind of in charge of outreach and staff uh, management. Yeah. Um, so we're talking and he says that He's really loved to see what Source History has done on campus. 
and that they just went to a national suicide prevention conference. And one of their breakout sessions was the National Source of Strength founder. And um, Haley encouraged all of them to go to it, go to the breakout session. And after that, they fell in love with us even more. So they knew we existed at that point, but after the breakout session with the Nationals, they, they fell in love with us. Right. So they went back. As they should. Yeah. <laughs> so. As they should, you know, <laughs> which is awesome. Um, so now he is talking to me. I'm like, um, he asked me about my struggles. And apparently he went to go talk to the founder and he asked if he knew that I existed. And he was like, they have a chapter? <laughs> I was like, um, then he said, he asked me why that might be the case. And I was like, it's funding. It's a funding mm -hmm. question. So they want a buy-in fee, as all organizations do. And the buy-in fee provides training, resources, um, copyrights, all that fun stuff. Uh, but mainly the training aspect of it is the big one because it pays for training, room, board, food uh, for the trainer. Oh, that's nice. Um, yeah. So yeah, so I mean, although it's, it's a good amount of money, it does provide everything for the trainer to come train us. Um, so, and then he was like, that's why I thought. So he kind of knew that was why. Um, so, so we keep talking and I talk about my, our financial issues. Um, and he says, let's talk over the summer. So the summer goes on, but goes by and they decided to pick us up as an organization. Um, kind of being a program of them. So like if Christ, if Contact Listens has this program, this program, we would be a part of that programming list. Um, and this will provide us with advertising, funding, hopefully funding, um, and just a ton of really good resources mm -hmm. that, um, and, con and people. <laughs> right, it's good to have <laughs> they, those. They, 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 know, they know people and there are people that can help me so much more than anyone else that I, I know. So, um, so they picked us up over the summer. And then um, this semester has been crazy. <laughs> It sounds yeah. like it. You do a lot. Yeah. This semester, I kind of think of it as like, um, when I started, we were like babies. We just came out of the womb. And now we're like almost in college. Mm -hmm. like, like, we're moving. Yeah, I'm going <laughs> like, to fly fast. Like this, does, like, yeah. like this club in the years existed, it has grown super fast. Um, there's some other things that have happened. Um, so for a year, for probably about eight months now, Source of Strength has been talking to the state of Tennessee. Mm -hmm. um, and I just found out recently that they were talking to the Tennessee Suicide Prevention Network, which works directly with this Department of right. Mental it's a big Health. Network. Yeah. Yeah. It's, it's a huge network. They overlook all of Tennessee. Sure, yeah. um, and they work directly with the states, whichever, whoever runs the mental health mm -hmm. initiative. Um, and they've been trying to work on a Source of Strength initiative as well, a, a Source of Strength movement around the states. Mm -hmm. So, um, so the kind of the whole goal of these two organizations working is to spread us through the state and get process strength outside UT. It's kind of the main goal right now. So there's like a few different layers of what's happening. Right. So yeah. it's like trying to spread us through the state as like national ambassadors. Mm -hmm. There's trying to get us funding and make more of an impact at UT. And then there's just like people at UT trying to do stuff. So that's kind of the three different layers. There's like behind the scenes and behind behind the scenes. Right, uh, and I love how you're going for like the big picture. Like you're looking at the whole thing instead of just like at UT. Mm -hmm. Like that's incredible if you can get that I know. opportunity. And that's definitely one thing that I've wanted to focus on is how do we spread to the state? 
Right. And I can't think of it as if we want state funding, we have to get through this, get all the chapters in the state. Right. If we want state support, we need more chapters. If we want um, to make a community impact, impact, we need more chapters. And just right. simply to, just simply because I love this program, mm-hmm. I, I, I want more chapters. Because mm-hmm. yeah. I believe the impact this pr- program has, especially in like the high school, middle school levels, is crazy. Yeah. Um, I was in high school, that's one reason I started it. Because um, the high school chapter was so well, went so well, and it just made me feel so loved. I really wanted to bring that to college. Mm-hmm. And that's what, love, that's what you're doing. Yeah, and I love how passionate you are in getting involved with the community because that's one thing I don't see a lot on campus is, like, I feel like some when we get on campus, we just, like, stay in our campus bubble, and it's sometimes hard to get out of, and I love that you're reaching out to the community and even getting to the state level. That's, that's really cool. I know it's it's crazy what's happening. Um, then I have a so um, they just hosted a youth and suicide youth and young adult suicide prevention mm-hmm. conference. I contact just it, and at this conference, the um, there was a proclamation that said that um, September thirtieth is uh, Youth Suicide Prevention Day. Uh, that was on behalf of the mayor, so mm-hmm. um, that's like an official document. So that was pretty cool to be a, a part of. Yeah. Um, and then also we got to do it. We got to do a table. We got to do a breakout session. And then I got to be on the panel of guest speakers. Oh, wow. Uh, to kind of tell my story of why I became, like, I guess, an activist in the mental health field. Right. Well, congrats so, on that. That's yeah. A, that's a big Thank accomplishment. You. I appreciate it. But in our breakout session was this youth engagement coordinator for the city of Knoxville. Um, so fast forward two days I now have a meeting with the city of Knoxville in two weeks that's awesome <laughs> good, luck. Yes, good luck you might want to wear the elf costume <laughs> yeah I know I'm, I might need to your celebrity costume uh, so we're trying to figure out what a Knoxville initiative for sources strength would look like mm-hmm. and then also about I'm playing the concert Ions on April 6th so we're trying to figure out if we can get funding for that mm-hmm. and make it this huge huge event yeah um, so that's kind of what we are looking at right now at like a city level and a state level. Um, Different layers, like you said. Yeah, there's like four state, layers now. <laughs> yeah, a lot. Uh, it just keeps like expanding. But I'm very fortunate of how fast we are growing. Yeah. And the one person in the breakout session, she was like a counselor at Pellissippi State. Um, and she said that one thing that attracted her is how fast this program has grown mm-hmm. at UT. Yeah. Right. Because um, I don't know if there's any other programs that have gone from baby to college in a year right right yeah i feel Um, like this is the organization or program to do that mm -hmm. like this is the one to spread its wings and go further and you're doing a great job you're headed in the right direction i'm hoping that we can get um funding at some point like not only like so contact pledge to pay for the buying fee for us Mm -hmm. i'm hoping we can keep fundraising to be able to do more outreach on campus. Yeah. Cause right now that's one of the things that we struggle the most with financially. Well, and it's hard when you're oh, in college. It's so tough. Giving money to the university, it doesn't leave you no. much. And we, don't get, we don't get much money back. Right, exactly, <laughs> yeah. No, uh, I get Like it. last year we, had, we spent about $1,500. Uh, got about $600 from dues slash a Moe's night. Um, love Moe's. And then the, mm-hmm. I, I love Moe's <laughs> is so nice at percentage nights, at fundraising nights. Mm-hmm. They just take a percent of every, everyone that goes through all day, awesome. all night. 
uh, Chipotle, I can't say the same. Uh, Chipotle is very like hard on. You need yeah, people I'm to show. Definitely yeah, mows over with you. Chipotle. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, but yeah, last year we spent about thirteen hundred dollars. Six hundred came from dues and mows nights. Um, but the rest six hundred dollars we just had to invest yeah. into the club. Um, well, so I I'm, hope you get some. I'm hoping too. You yeah. know, you know that that'd be a that'd be a fun thing. Give a shout but, out, people. People yeah. are listening. So. Yeah, <laughs> I'll I'll give a shameless plug. Yeah, so right, you honestly <laughs> should. Right now we have a ball starter going, uh, which is the crowdfunding source for UT alumni that UT alumni run. Uh, so if you want to donate to the club, uh, ball starter on UT alumni is a great place to go. That's awesome. So check it out. Uh, <laughs> check it out. <laughs> Before we wrap it up, tell us. You know, World Mental Health Day is coming up. It is. Um, tell us a little bit about uh, how people can get help. Um, what is some things they can do? Yeah, definitely. Um, I would love to. So I would say probably the best thing to so kind of go. I'll go from like preventive and kind of go down the stream. Okay. Um, so like preventive kind of ideas of how to help yourself and kind of to I guess build yourself up is just to find those things that you enjoy in life. Uh, it can be the small things. It can be big things. It can be you love listening to music. You love writing. Um, you have a really good positive friend support system. You have really good families. You have friends that are like families to you. Um, just kind of find the support um, and just kind of the things that you love in life and kind of try and hone in on those as you kind of, you might be struggling a little bit in school, try and find things that you love. Uh, like if you love writing, maybe if you're having an off day, you start just writing a ton mm -hmm. or maybe listening to a ton of music. Um, and just if you're struggling, if you have a good family support system, a good positive friend support system, good mentors, just kind of lean onto them to kind of help build you up. Um, and if you don't have them, come find me. Yeah. <laughs> I will real. happily uh, sit down with you and talk to you. But um, kind of like, that's kind of for the preventive side of stuff. Mm -hmm. As we kind of move more upstream, we start getting into like intervention stuff. Yeah. So this is more when you have fallen into a depressive episode, when you have fallen into a spot that you can't get out as easily as maybe just trying to protect yourself like from mental, like trying to just like build yourself mm -hmm. up right. from smaller things. Um, so when you get into these episodes, um, this is when your support team really comes in handy. Um, yeah. Just being, having people who can, who can kind of fall back on. I can have you as trying to create a support team for yourself. Um, it's kind of what I've been taught and kind of what I think about is trying to figure out fit people from different aspects of your life that you can kind of fall back onto. So you, have, you want like the positive friend in your life that you know you can trust, the adult, the mentor in your life that you can trust. And then also just knowing the different resources. So maybe like the 98 is a great, great spot to start. Mm -hmm. uh, they are super trained employees and you can text them, you can call them, and you can text them just about anything you want to text them. Uh, so it doesn't have to be, the 98 number doesn't have to be just before you attempt or just before you go over the edge. You can text them while you're struggling. You can be like, hey, I'm struggling and I really need someone to listen to me. Yeah. Hey, I'm struggling. I really need to know the resources in Knoxville. Mm -hmm. Hey, I just need help. And they will listen. They are really good about listening. And they will check back up on you uh, with permission, of course. Yeah. Um, and really, I 
say that 98 is such a good number is because they can help guide you anywhere you need to be. Yeah. Um, so if you need to know, um, the if, if you need to know like the sexual assault, how, uh, like the center of Knoxville, mm -hmm. they will help guide you to that spot. Right. Um, they can kind of not only help you and listen to you and be a friend to you, but they can also guide you to the right place. Yeah. And that's what's really cool about that hotline. And it just, I just don't think the hotline is like talked about enough and kind of what they do is said enough. Sure. Because yeah. people are very afraid of it, I feel yeah. like. Yeah. Because it's or like the suicide hotline. It's like you, you only text a call that when. Yeah. Like, right. why, like, like when you're in that situation. It's really to prevent yeah. getting to that point. But yeah, point. so it's yeah. really to intervene before you get to that point. Right. right. That's why they call it kind of intervention, because mm -hmm. it's intervening before you get to that point. Yeah. They also do, like, when you, like, mobile crisis. Mm -hmm. Mobile crisis is a good example of after the crisis hotline. Yeah. That's kind of who will come save you if you do, if something does happen to you. Mm -hmm. That's who they'll send out. But um, that's 98 is more focused on how to prevent any of that yeah. right. and what they can do to intervene before that happens. Yeah. Um, and then also on campus resources, um, like 974 help is good. Um, that's also kind of like a 98 number, though. Mm -hmm. um, 98 is kind of more of the city of Knoxville. Um, so I would go there first, I would say, um, just because I know them well. Yeah. <laughs> I can, right. uh, there's also that. Sure. But 974 helps is good. Um, there's the Sins of Health and Wellness, they can always help you out. Title IX is um, definitely a must if um, you're going through that type of thing. Definitely reporting it to them, reporting situations to them of stalking, of abuse. Because um, they can, on campus I would focus a lot on what you can do so that issue doesn't happen again. Right. right. So on campus I think about what issues I have outside of you that you need UT to take action for it. Mm -hmm. And then that's when you'd get like Title IX involved, the UT police involved. Um, right. But um, I would say 98 is probably the best number. Yeah. And then there's also a lot of um, LGBTQ resources around Knoxville, which are always good to use. Um, and 98 has different hotlines for the different, um, like for different specific demographics. Yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So they have like a Spanish hotline now an LGBTQ hotline, and just kind of ways that you know the person listening to you kind of knows your situation. Right. Right. Um, cool. So that's, I would say, probably for resources and just how to get a support structure in place to support mm -hmm. you. Yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, if you or a loved one is struggling with mental health, um, we will be sure to put all of those numbers on the screen that you can get in contact with. But for now, that's a wrap of this week's episode of Living on Rocky Top. Thank you, Colin, once again for being here and hearing your story about the or organization. Yeah, no problem. Until next time, I'm Carson Hoagland. And I'm Ali LaRosa. See, See you next week. week.